Welcome to one of Simon's free podcast adventures. If you'd like to listen to all of the adventures, you'll find them for sale over on simonsadventurestories.bandcamp.com. Here comes Simon. G'day, my name is Simon. I'm an Australian green tree frog, but I'm also a fact-finding frog. I love finding out facts about things and sharing them with you on our adventures. And if you're ready, we can go on another adventure right now. So let's take in one really big slow breath together and when we breathe out, we'll be off on our adventure. Okay, deep breath in. Hold it and breathe out. Here we go. Oh, wow! I can already think of four words that describe this adventure. Hot, 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 and you guessed it, hot! Lucky for us, it's late in the afternoon, because a few hours ago, we would have been totally fried by the summer sun, because we're in the centre of Australia, right in the middle of the Simpson desert. Can you see that in your imagination? No matter which way you look, in every direction, all you can see is red sand dunes. And you're standing right on top of one of them in your bare feet. It's a bit like being on a giant beach. But the closest ocean to here is 2,000 kilometres away. Yeah, 2,000 kilometres. Hmm, that's a long way to carry your surfboard. (laughs) And apart from being super hot, this desert is also super quiet. Just have a listen to it. See? Nothing. Only a tiny bit of wind in the distance. Oh, wow! It's not quiet anymore. That's the detail detective sound. There's something for us to have a close look at, and it's right under our feet. You're going to need your detailed detective magnifying glass for this one. Imagine kneeling down and scooping up a handful of red sand. Can you feel how warm the sand is in your hand? It feels like it just came out of the oven. Now think about holding your magnifying glass over the top of the sand. You might have to move it slowly backwards and forwards till you can see each grain of sand nice and clearly. Can you see that each grain is a tiny crystal and they're all different shades of red? Some are dark red, some are quite clear and some are just a little bit pink. Millions of years ago, they were all beautiful clear quartz crystals. But over those millions of years, a mineral called iron oxide has stained them red. So, believe it or not, this whole desert has gone rusty. 
just like an old car in the scrapyard. Now, in your mind, open your fingers slowly and imagine how the sand feels running through them back onto the ground. That's it. If you need to rub your hands together to make sure it's all gone, you can think about doing that too. Oh, wow! That's the detailed detective sound again. There's something else for us to notice. And it's right in front of us. It's standing very still on the sand, chewing on a cockroach that it just caught. Yeah, you heard that right. It's eating a cockroach. Oh, it looks totally prehistoric, like a mini dinosaur. It's a bit longer than a ruler with a wide head and stumpy legs. There's spikes running down its side and even more scales and spikes around its neck. And it's got a tail that's as long as its body. Oh, you've worked it out now, haven't you? That's a bearded dragon. He's one of Australia's most famous lizards. Well, you'd be famous too, if you were a lizard with a beard. <laughs> it's not actually a beard. It's all those spikes on his throat. He can puff them up when he needs to look really tough and scary to frighten off his enemies. Do you know what you call a lizard with no legs? A snake, of course. <laughs> and guess what movie a bearded dragon would really like? The Lizard of Oz. <laughs> now, he might not be able to breathe fire like the dragons in the storybooks. But he does have some super powers. He can actually change colour to match the sand he's standing on or the tree he might be sitting in. When he sits really still, he totally blends in. He's like an army lizard wearing camouflage. They had a bearded dragon at the Australian Museum and it could change colour from yellow to black in two minutes. Two minutes! Hmm. Maybe they are a bit magical, like the storybook dragons after all. Oh yeah, there's something else he can do that you won't believe. If he bites something too hard and loses one of his teeth, he just grows another one. Oh, I'm serious, his teeth grow back. He must keep the tooth fairy really busy and he'd never have to go to the dentist. Do you know what a dentist calls his x-rays? Toothpicks. <laughs> and what did the tooth say to the dentist? Fill her up. <laughs> oh, how's this for a good trick? Bearded dragons can sleep standing up. Yeah, he just puts his legs in a locked position while he has a nap. I've heard of people sleepwalking, but not sleep standing. Hmm. Ooh, 
There he goes. Off to find somewhere safe to sleep. Oh, wow. That's the detailed detective sound again. It's keeping us busy on this adventure, all right. There's something for us to notice at the bottom of this sand dune and over to the left-hand side. Can you see a tiny little pool of water? It must be where a desert spring comes to the surface. It's so small, I reckon you could jump over it if you had a bit of a run-up. It might be little, but it would attract animals for miles around who need a drink. In fact, I can see some red shapes in the distance now, moving towards that little puddle. Come on, let's head down the side of this sand dune so we can get a closer look. Ooh, check out how far your feet sink into the sand every time you take a step. Ooh, can you feel them going in all the way up to your ankles? Mm, and the warm sand is squishing between your toes. Hmm. Oh, excellent. We've made it to the bottom. I know. Let's just sit here in the shade of the sand dune so we can watch these animals getting closer. Whatever they are, there's at least 30 or 40 of them coming this way. They're not running like you do. They're bouncing. It's like they're all on trampolines or something and they're going quite fast. There's big ones and little ones and there's even some that look like they're carrying a baby on the front. Oh yeah, now you've worked it out, haven't you? That's definitely a mob of red kangaroos for sure. And that's their official name, you know, a mob of kangaroos. Do you know what you'd get if you crossed a kangaroo with a snake? A jump rope. <laughs> but what would you get if you crossed a kangaroo with an elephant? Well, big holes all over Australia. <laughs> now here's something not many people know. There are more kangaroos in Australia than humans. And I'll tell you something, they're a lot quieter than humans. See? They've all stopped at the waterhole about 20 steps away from us, but you can hardly hear them. If we couldn't see them, we wouldn't know they were there. Well, except for the occasional water slurping. Can you see them in your mind? About 40 red kangaroos, all different sizes. The two biggest ones are easily as tall as a man and they're standing guard while the others have a drink. If you look closely, you'll notice their ears turning in all directions to check for danger and they're sniffing the air too. <laughs> They're really good at hearing and smelling things, but their eyesight's not very good. Now, having a drink, that's like a special treat for a kangaroo. 
They can go months without water. They're sort of an outback camel, but without the humps. <laughs> oh, this is the time of day when kangaroos start to get active. They like to eat in the evening and the mornings, and even at night time when it's cooler. During day, they just lie around in the shade. Do you know why kangaroo mums hate rainy days? Well, because their kids play inside. <laughs> now, even though kangaroos have been around for millions of years, I'll tell you something really interesting. You're probably older than most of the kangaroos in the Australian outback. I'm serious. They only live between four to six years in the wild. So if you're seven, you could be older than any of them. Do you know where you'll never see a kangaroo? At the Olympic Games. That's where, and I reckon it's because they beat everyone. They're faster than the fastest Olympic sprinter in the world. They can jump higher than the world champion high jumper, and they can easily beat the Olympic record for long jump. They're even faster than a racehorse. They're amazing. Also, if you were a kangaroo who couldn't jump, you'd be completely hopless. <laughs> oh, kangaroos are also a bit like rock stars here in Australia. We write songs about them. We put them in TV shows and ads, put them on postage stamps, coins, and even on the tails of huge jet aeroplanes. I wonder if I'll ever get my picture on the tail of a plane. Hmm, probably not. But maybe a pogo stick. <laughs> yeah, that's more my style. <laughs> oh, let's see if there's anything interesting in the magical lunchbox today. Ooh, wow. There's chopped up apple and carrots. Ooh, look, bananas too and some lettuce. These must be treats for the kangaroos. They'd never find anything this yummy out in the wild. But this is what any kangaroos in captivity might get for dinner. We won't try to feed them by hand because they're all wild kangaroos and they don't see people or frogs very often, so we'll keep our distance. Let's both grab a couple of handfuls of food and imagine taking about 10 steps towards the pond. That's it. We're nearly halfway to the water. Now, scatter it on the ground. I'll do the same. Oh yeah, that got their attention. Right, let's head back and sit down so we can watch them. I know, let's imagine that we're having a nighttime picnic with the kangaroos. There's still a little bit of everything in the lunchbox, so think about reaching in and having whatever you feel like trying. If it's apple or carrot, It'll be nice and crunchy. But if it's banana, it'll be soft and squishy. Try to imagine how that tastes. 
and how it feels chewing it up in your mouth. I'm having a slice of apple. Oh, yum! Extra crunchy and cool. That lunchbox, it's like a mini fridge. Oh, look. Now the lunchbox is almost empty. I can see today's lunchbox joke in it. I'll just read it out. Can a kangaroo jump higher than the Sydney Harbour Bridge? Of course it can. A bridge can't jump. <laughs> oh, hang on. There's another one. What's a kangaroo's favourite time of year? Springtime, of course. <laughs> yeah, good ones, lunchbox. Oh, wow. Did you see that? A baby kangaroo just jumped out of its mother's pouch to have some of that lettuce that we put on the ground. He's probably six months old, so he'll keep going back into his mum's pouch until he's nine months old. The baby kangaroos are called Joeys. The mums are called Jills and the dads are called Jacks. Oh, do you want to hear something gross? Are you sure? Because it's really super gross. Okay then, you ask for it. The baby kangaroos, those joeys, wee and poo inside their mum's pouch and she has to clean it out with her paws and mouth. Oh, I told you, totally gross. I hope they give their mum something really nice for Mother's Day. She deserves it. It looks like they've eaten all the snacks we've put down. So it must be time for us to head back. Let's take a deep breath in. Hold it and breathe out. Here we go! Oh, wow! That was amazing being way out in the sand dunes of the Australian outback. But I'm happy to be back in my own forest where there's some nice, cool running water just a few hops away. Thanks for being a desert detective with me. Just before you go, I've got one more kangaroo jug for you. What did the mother kangaroo say when she realised her baby wasn't in her pouch? I think someone's picked my pocket. <laughs> oh, I'll see you next time, or as they say in the outback, can someone put some oil on this desert? It looks a bit rusty. If you'd like to own all of Simon's Adventures forever, then head over to simonsadventurestories.bandcamp.com. Thanks for listening.